I just tried out the Doritos taco for the first time today. Like the, the Dorito Coolers Ranch one. I don't know. Oh. I love Cooler Ranch, but I think the original might be a better taco. Yeah, I haven't tried the Cooler Ranch one. But see, like that. The thing is, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, like when the original one came out, I was like, dude, they should make this as a Cool Ranch talking. It'd be awesome. And, and then I'm, now, like after all that anticipation, I'm just like, this. This is I. I guess it's a little salty. That's the thing with Cool Ranch. It's kind of salty. Well, I think a lot of people have been saying like, there's not enough like Cool Ranch on there. Well, you can't. You can't please everybody. And, and that being said, why don't we uh, why don't we go ahead and get this ball rolling? I'm sure all eleven people on this, twelve people on the stream are more than excited to be listening to us on a Monday night. So, without further ado, let's get started. Good evening, and welcome to Anime on the Clock. Akira is on vacation this week, so I am joined by my good friend Lurks, who's my co-writer at Desuex Machina. What's going on, guys? I'm Lurks, and today's show is brought to you by Domino's Pizza and Hatsune Miku. Okay, well, it's a little chilly. I'm wearing nothing but my glow-in-the-dark Fate Zero boxer shorts. Get yours today on uh, J-List. I'm Kivo, and we are on the clock. And let's start off with five good minutes on Kyoto Animation versus Shaft. The uh, the big debate I was having uh, fun with talking about with one of my friends uh, earlier this week. If you could have, if you could pick one studio uh, between Shaft or Kyoto Animation, Lurks, what would you pick? I'd probably give the slight edge to Kyoani. Why? Um, well, they made Clannad. Clannad App Story is like my second favorite anime of all time. It's uh-huh. absolutely fantastic, and I th- they've also definitely taken the market in the moe uh, genre. Okay. I mean, Okay, well, you you've made your opinion, so that means I have to I have to just go against it no matter what, and I'm just gonna have to go with Shaft. Okay. Now, now here's the first thing about Kyoto Animation. First of all, you saying that your favorite Kyoto show is Clan Ad After Story will get all the Hyoka faggots like up in arms. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. They can fucking be up in arms all they want. Okay, and and, and here's the the reason why because Kyoto. A lot of people are so split on Kiani, but here, here's the people. Let me break down Kyoto Animation for you, okay? They have three directors, basically, that makes the good shit. You got Ishihara, right? I'm sure you're familiar with. Right. Uh, he directed Clan Ad and uh, Kyoto Animation's seminal work, Haruhi. Um, right. You have Ta- uh, Takemoto Yasuhiro, who directed Hyoka, and then Yamada Naoko, who did Tamako Market. He al- and he also did the um, Harry, uh, Disappearance of Harry Suzumiya movie as well. And that movie was baller. I love that shit. Yes. Let, let, us say, let me first of all say that I love both studios, okay? Right. And, and Shaft has, has one person, and his name is Akiyuki Shimbo, and he makes everything. Okay, he, Shaft. He's, yeah. he's, he is the master chef at, at, uh, at Shaft, for, the, for lack of a better word. I think that while Kyoto Animation has a laundry list of just really, really solid titles, it doesn't matter who you are, there's always something at Kyoto Animation for you. You like Moe, you're, you're good to go. Kyoto Animation is like heaven. You like your... You Dramas and, drama. like, and crying and being all, like, emotional and stuff, then they got that for you as well. Yeah, and then Kyoto Animation also has, you know, the seminal, like, it's good for everybody, and that's with Haruhi. But I think Shaft just hits it out of the park more often you know mm. they have madoka they have bakemonogatari you know and, and like those are like their their triple a titles and and as good as as much as you know i i enjoy kaon i enjoyed the kian like and not a lot of people will be like not a lot of us anime elitist faggots will say that they liked kiani i loved kiani i thought like 
bleh, clanon, clanon, cannon. <laughs> See, it's clanon. You take your cannon and your clanon and you put it in a blender and you get clanon. Gross. Okay. Um, they're all good and shit, but I think that if I could watch one studio's anime for the rest of my life, it would be Shaft. Because Shimbo somehow, like, I like the art and he gives me fan service too. You right. Know? He gives me. Yeah, he, I, I highly doubt you'd ever find as much fan, fan service that you get from Shaft. And here's the other thing. And here's me wearing the Kivo, I do nothing but look at boobs all day, or the lack thereof. Um, it's. Kyoto Animation's got that moe. Okay, that moe fluff with the giant right. ass eyes. But Shaft, they, they got the money shots. Okay, they got the they got the Emoto toothbrushing. They they got the actual fan service. Right. Well, okay. What what uh besides Clanite After Story, which I I also really enjoyed. What was your? Are are you watching Tamako Market this season? Do you like it? Yes. You're asking me if I'm watching Tamako <laughs> Market. <laughs> right, right. Like, what what do you like so much about Kyoto Animation to make it better than Shaft, though? Um. It just, I, I think there they have a lot more shows that I like uh-huh. as opposed to Shaft. Like Shaft has, you know, the Monogatari series, sure. and they have Sinaru Zetsubat Sensei, and they also have Maria Holic, and I liked all those shows. I think Madoka is okay. I think Madoka is good as well. I think it's a little overrated to be honest. Okay, that's just my opinion. Uh, I don't have an opinion on Hamar's sketch because I have not watched that series, but I, I plan to sometime in the near future. But when it just comes like down to like show per show, I I would pick Kyoani over Shaft. So you think Kyoani is more consistent than Shaft? Like everything Kyoani makes, you like? Mm, for the most part, yes. I think there some of the shows that they've done recently are kind of hit or miss. You know, yeah. like Chuni and Hyoko were pretty okay. Uh-huh. I thought they were. I thought all right. Yeah, but but and Shaft then, lays an egg once in a while. I'll admit sh- that. Yeah, that's well, like, like what, what recently? Uh, fucking dancing the vampire button. Do you remember that shit? I don't. I've not seen that show, but I've heard that nothing but. Pretty crap. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I okay. So I'm going for home runs, and you're going for batting average. So I guess that. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll live with that. Okay, so. Go ahead. Gonna... Yeah. Okay. Um. So this past weekend, uh, Atlanta has this convention called MomoCon. Uh, and at this convention, they had a tsunami panel, and they announced that Eva 1.11 is supposed to air n- not this sun. I think it's this uh, 17th. Whatever which- it is, it's airing on tsunami. Yeah, it's airing on tsunami on Sunday, March 17th, for their quote-unquote birthday bash special, whatever. And but on top of that, they're also bringing One Piece back to tsunami as well, and I think this whole thing is the turning point for Toonami. Well, yeah, that that's definitely surprised me because I actually was unaware that Toonami actually did come back. I remember there were, like, rumors, and plus, I think last year for April Fool's, they bought Toonami back. But, um, right. yeah, it's it's good to see Toonami back. I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it because I don't have cable and I don't really watch Toonami shows, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, the sentimentalism is great because... Let's be honest, you know, Toonami taught you and I what anime was before we knew what anime was. Oh, right? exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know, it was, it's part of Adult Swim now, I understand? Right, it, it airs on Saturdays now, which is weird that it's all this is airing on Sunday, but uh-huh. regardless. Um, yeah, they're bringing all this stuff to Toonami now, and I think 
you know, this is going to be a big turning point for Toonami because they've been kind of like trying to test the waters a little bit, trying to add shows sure. in here and there. But I think, you know, with EVA 1.11 airing uh, next weekend and them bringing One Piece in, which now means they have the big three on their lineup, I think this could be a really good turning point for anime here in the West. We all know that anime here in the West could use any boost that it has. Also, yeah. you remember Tom? I love Tom. Tom was the bomb. His oh. new redesign looks yes. slick. Everyone, go yeah. check it out if you haven't seen it. It looks slick. He looks really good. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, Toonami. I still remember like da, da, da. Dragon Ball Z after school. That shit was the bomb. It was, it was like childhood, son. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, John Siribella, who is the president of Media Blasters, um, recently addressed the press over um, kind of the state of Media Blasters licensing uh, due to you know economic factors, sagging sales, just in the entire industry. Um, Media Blasters has not released. Um, several shows that they had license for, and they are either planning on abandoning licenses or they've just let them expire. Among those shows are, you know, pretty pretty big-hitting fan favorites like Sayonara's Atsubo Sensei, your Moyashimans, Ruroni Kenshin, you know, Bakuman. Um, Alert, what do you think kind of of, like, is this something that is kind of signaling really, like, how much trouble the Western uh, anime media distribution industry is? Or do you think it's just, you know, an isolated thing? It's probably more isolated. Okay. Um, I think it's... Actually, I think it's more because you ha you look at, like, the four biggest licensing companies with Funimation, Sentai right. Filmworks, Aniplex of America, and NISA, that I think that's the... Because of those four big licensing companies, I think that's the reason why Media Blasters and Bandai don't license anything anymore. Right. I think that's why they're probably going under, because they can't, like, compete with the other four. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm reminded of what happened to four kids a few years ago. Good, oh, riddance, yeah, yeah, yeah. by the way. Good the fuck riddance to four yes. kids. You know, but yeah, it was like they had a lot of licensing. They were paying for a lot of licensing, but, you know, they couldn't they couldn't sell it out. And I'm sure Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei and Ruroi Kenshin are expensive. And as much as I love Zetsubo Sensei, thinking about, like, you know, the Western audience, I don't really think oh, they yeah. sell that well. That, <laughs> that was my main concern for Zetsubo um, right. Sensei. Like, it, that's way too Japanese for right. the Western audience to I, understand. I've, I've looked at the uh, SZS manga uh, in mm -hmm. English before, just, like, browsing through Brides and Noble. Um, I, forgot who, um, I forgot who adopts the manga, but they actually did a decent job. Of like da, trying da, da. their best to adapt it, but yeah, like that's that's way so fucking Japanese. Yeah, you know, I, I'm thinking like your Roni Kenshin's and your Berserks ought to have a better shot. And that and Bakuman. I hope someone picks up Bakuman. Yeah, I really yeah. do. That that really does look good. Okay, uh, moving on, we have a new um, we have a new segment this week called role playing games. Very um, exciting. And that's uh, where one of us takes the role of someone in anime and then uh, answers a question that's near and dear to your heart. So, Lurks, why don't you go first? You are Akiyuki Shimbo. Okay. okay. Mr. Shimbo, why is there so much Hitamari sketch, and is this really going to be the last season? Um, I cannot disclose whether it's going to be the last season or not. Um, I'll leave that for to be decided later. But um, the reason I'm doing more Hitamari sketch is because I need money. I need more money for bigger, better things like Pokemon and Guitar's second season, which is coming out later this year. That's pretty much the that's pretty much the entire reason I put out so much Hinamari sketches because we need the money to make the best anime there is possible. Okay, okay, that's acceptable. All right, 
Um, Kivo, you are here in Aya, and I. I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't sound. Um, now that fairy tale is ending, is your career actually over? Well, here's the thing: people love to hate on me, and haters gonna hate forever. Okay, but there's rumors that I'm gonna be bought in to sing the opening of that new Lucky Star spinoff thing. And I'm sure that Bravier magazines are more than willing to pay top dollar for me. And you know what? Haters gonna hate, but I will always find a ne another role. Okay? Aya Hirano, the name, will not die. And also, Fairy Tale's gonna get more seasons. Let's be totally honest here. <laughs> okay, alright. Fair uh, enough. Lurks, you are Papa Namba. Now, I must ask, where on earth do you buy your sweaters? Well, I'll tell you. There is a store right down the street from where I live, and it is a very nice store. And it sells only nothing but sweaters with sayings on them. And, in fact, I've actually put in an order for a, sh a sweater that only has the word sad on it. So whenever, so whenever there's a time, like, say, I'm going to a funeral, and everyone's crying, and they're all wearing their black and their suits and their veils, I'll just be sitting there with my yellow sweater that says sad on it. Nice. That is, yes. All right. All right. <laughs> Kivo, you are Akane from Vivid Drive Operation. How do you feel about not getting any screen time this past week? Okay, well, I am the main character uh, of Vivid Drive Operation, so obviously I should get all the screen time, either me or my bottle of mayonnaise. However, this week I sacrificed my screen time for a really noble cause. It starts with the letter W and rhymes with Nakaba, okay? Because here are the best things about this week's um, Vivid Dry Operation episode. A, OTPing. B, Wakaba's legs. C, Wakaba's legs. And D, Wakaba's legs. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Lurks, you are Akiyama Yukari from Girls and Panzer. As a proud tank otaku, are you as excited to return to Garupan as the rest of us? Oh, I, of course I am. I've lo I love tanks, as much as y'all know. Love them. Love them to death. But the main reason I am excited for a return of Girls in Pond is because Miho told me that she loved me, and I love her too, and I cannot wait to get back in the same tank as her. So, of all the things that I'm excited for, not just, you know, tankery and all that stuff, it's being with Miho, most of all. That's solid. <laughs> all right. And last but not least, Kivo, you are now Kenzaku Makoto. How in the world does a 13 to 14 year old not know how to crack open a fucking egg? Okay, well, see, I have this other side gig um, called Being Cure Sword. And um, I I've, I've spent my entire life saving the fucking motherfucking goddamn magical kingdom. So you can suck my dick, okay? Uh, maybe I have more important shit to do than make you a goddamn omelet. Okay, so, wait, so what you're saying is you have one. Spoilers. Um, oh. <laughs> moving on, let's go into some uh, other topics. So, Kyoto Animation recently, it's a little fuzzy what's going on exactly with swimming, but uh, there's been some teasers and stuff over an anime made by Kyoto Animation about a team of, um, a swim team. Imagine just Kaon, except with a boys swim team. Now, besides the obvious, you know, joking around with uh, the moe culture and everything like that. What do you think Kyoto Animation's alleged swimming anime speaks to about, you know, kind of the moe culture in general? I think it 
I don't know. I want to say it's like probably speaking to the Moe culture, but I think it's probably speaking more to like the female audience in Japan because you know the Moe culture has obviously grabbed the male audience by storm. Right. That's I think that's goes without saying. I think Kiyoenei is trying to grab that female audience. Mm-hmm. With this, well, well, here's the thing. Kyoto Animation, we all know, is you know that's as moe as you get, right? Right, of course. You know, but switching the focus to the idealization of the male figure instead of the female figure is such a sharp contrast that it almost feels like Kyoto Animation's kind of like saying something. It's almost like bearing a message, you know. Like if Michael Bay all of a sudden came and did a movie adaptation of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. I think that he'd be trying to tell us something. <laughs> I right? think so, yeah. Right? Like, do you think Kyoto Animation is actually, like, trying to turn that Moe trope on its head and, Possi- like, use the male figure as, like, an objectified idealization? I think so. Well, or it's trying to, like, say, like, well, we can make cute girls doing cute things, but we can also make really good-looking guys. Uh-huh. I mean, let's... And that's, I think, what they're trying to do with this. Right. And the other thing is... I. I think they're also. I don't know if they're going to do, be doing anything with this, but I think they're trying to gauge the audience's reaction to this as well, and seeing where it would take them and what they could do, possibly do with this quote-unquote anime. Now, looks. Do you think this is actually like a legitimate project? Like, are they actually going to make this? Mm, no. Well, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to say at this point. I mean, it's been out for like what, like a couple days now, mm-hmm. or a week, however long it's been. Um, but like I said, like I just said, I think they're doing this to gauge the audience, see what the reaction is, and if it becomes like a thing, like it becomes a big thing, I think they would possibly, you know, make something out of this. I Whether think, I think if they do make it, I don't think that they'll actually handle it like the way that we discussed, though. That just seems very out of character and risky. Maybe at the very least, they would make like a short OVA of it, uh-huh. just to see, like, okay, here's an OVA. Tell us what you think of it, and if, I don't know, if enough tension, you know, comes around, I think they might make a series out of it. Okay, or maybe, or maybe, like, it'll just be really ironic. That said, I give this maybe a 20% chance of actually making it into an anime problem. I would probably give it, like, a 40. Okay, okay, that said. Um, now, let's move on now, uh... This image recently has been shared on the internet um, over, if you remember that screen cap from, um, you know, the, those series of screen caps from the first episode of The Idolmaster, um, mm-hmm. they, 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 this is part of a big image, but this has been circling around the internet of that version for all the other um, girls in The Idolmaster, uh, in the Cinderella girls. Um, this kind of got me thinking, because Idolmaster, huge franchise, we've, it's been on this show, it's reportedly worth more than $200 million dollars. What do you want? Because you know Idolmaster is going to have a future in anime. What right. do you actually want out of the future of the Idolmaster? Um, well, we're, we're, already, we're already getting a movie. Right. Um, coming, was it next year, I think it is? Mm-hmm. I think it's plans for it. I can't say I... I mean, I'm excited for the movie itself. I'm not sure if we're going to get another series, to be honest, though. I would love to have another one of, you know, the original idol master cast but seeing all this like circulation of this image of the cinderella girls and everything it, it's kind of uh, something i'm not very u- used to because i went into the idol master and i enjoyed that series and then but i never got 
so into it where I wanted to explore it further, I was just fine with what I got right. from that initial, you know, first 26-episode series. And now that we're getting a movie of it, I'm excited for it. But at the same time, I don't want to, like, be putting it too much out there, and then it becomes, like, I don't know, sort of, like, washed out. Yeah, yeah, like... So to speak. There are obviously a few options here, um, and... Aerobli- I've talked to Aeroblip on Fabcast before, and he's wrong about everything. But he doesn't want another <laughs> season of the Idol Master with the original cast. He wants another That's... season of the Idol Master with the Cinderella girls. And I, just I don't like, know about please. Okay. I, looked, I looked at this image, and like they look the same as the original cast. I'm, okay, because here's the thing: the original cast, all twelve girls, they cover a lot of tropes. So. You are not telling me that they can make... By the way, this is only a slice of that image. You're not telling me that they're going to make... I think it's almost a hundred, I'm not sure, of the um, Cinderella girls and not have, like, you know, total rip-offs. I think that's bullshit. You know, um, like, the other, um, the other girls, they have ways to go. Like, you know, every one of the girls in uh, the anime in Idolmask, the original cast, has an original story. Like, if you just right. play the games, they actually have a story. They have a backstory. Mm-hmm. Just like Chihaya and Haruka, Haruka had a backstory. I think that, like, you know, there's a lot of things they can do with a second season. They can have the seven six six, the 876 girls. They can explore, like, you know, Yayoi's backstory, Hibiki's backstory. Like, a lot of the girls have quite interesting gotcha. backstories. And, you know, it, it's solidifying that brand instead of diluting it out with the, with the Cinderella girls. Right. Cinderella Girls is the Mobaga game is really popular in Japan, but I just don't think it'll work as an anime. There's too many characters, you know. Like, I think where so. will be the focus? Like, and then people will want, you know, the original girls too. I, I can't see that working. I think it would just be too much. That said, I, though, I, I am excited mm-hmm. for the movie. I am too. All right. I agree with you. Let's move on into the uh, omake. We'll have one minute. Uh, and why don't you start us off? All right. So apparently, Gonzo is been putting. Um, given the responsibility of doing a Kimi no Iromachi anime, is this the return of God? No, this anime looks like shit. Um, the owner of an Emoto cafe, quote-unquote, was uh, arrested for employing females in their 20s. I didn't know that was against the law. I'd arrest them for not employing females that are like 14. What kind of person wants an Emoto <laughs> that's 20 years old? That's bullshit. Well, it's what happens when you have people who are 30 years old going to a maid cafe. <laughs> Sakura Khan is hosting the director for Sakurasa no Pet Kenojo, Atsuko Izuka. What does this mean to you, man? Uh, th- well, first of all, I'm not going to Sakura-Khan. Second of all, no one's going to go because everyone's a faggot and is going to go see the Sword Art Online people because they have terrible taste. Exactly. Moving next, uh, the next season of Hayashi the Combat Butler will focus episodically on each of the girls. Um, I really don't care because the problem with Hayashi the Combat Butler is not its focus. <laughs> the problem with Hayashi the Combat Butler is fucking Manglobe. Exactly. Well, I have no opinion on that, but I've heard nothing but terrible things about Haite and Manglobe, and yeah. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, that's our show this week. Uh, make sure to tune in next week when uh, Akira will still be out, but I'll have another exciting guest for us to all make fun of. Au revoir! Thanks for listening, guys.